This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Lovers, welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. Today, it is all about National Cat Day, which is actually October 29th. But, you know, we all love cats here at Catitude. So no matter when you're listening to this, it's all about the cats, right? I have a special guest, which I can't wait to introduce you to her. She's been on Catitude before. She has so much knowledge when it comes to the world of cats. And a special thank you to Arm & Hammer, who is sponsoring this show. And they're doing something special for the unsung heroes out there in the cat world. We'll be right back. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce someone who's been on Cat of Two before, but I'm so excited to have her back. Pam Johnson-Bennett. She is a cat behaviorist, a best-selling author, and in my mind, a woman that knows just about everything there is to know about cats. Welcome, Pam. Hi, thank you. I love being here. Yes, thank you so much for coming back on Catitude. So we're talking about National Cat Day, which is October 29th. And, you know, who knows, people listen to the Catitude all different times during the year. So it might not be National Cat Day when you're listening. But I kind of think, you know, National Cat Day is kind of like an everyday kind of thing for your cats. What are your thoughts on that? Those of us who love cats feel that that is the way it should be, but it's great to have things like National Cat Day and all the other special days we have, you know, Black Cat Day and everything, because it gives those of us who love cats and know so much about them and know how wonderful it is to live with them, the opportunity to educate and share more information to people who maybe don't realize how wonderful cats are. That's a great point. And thank goodness we have those days. There's International Cat Day and there's Black Cat Day. And there are some that uh, yeah, I cringe a little bit at, you know, things like Hug Your Cat Day, which cats don't typically like to be hugged. So on certain days, I always tell people, view it as a chance to get closer to your cat and show affection in the way your cat prefers. And that's important. 
That's a really good point because I came from a dog family and I had to learn about cats. And my first cat was more dog-like because he's part Maine Coon. So that was an education for me because he wasn't like the typical cat personality. Right. And a lot of people expect cats to act like dogs and then they get disappointed if the cat acts like they should act a cat, you know? So I'm always telling people appreciate cats for who they are and appreciate dogs for who they are. And let's stop comparing them. Let's stop the who is smarter, who's a better pet. They're both wonderful in their own ways. Exactly. And I've heard over and over from so many cat experts and just what you said, cats are not small dogs. Right. They're not small dogs. They're not small children. Love them like members of the family, but recognize they are cats and have cat needs. They have different personalities than dogs. Cats are great at being cats and dogs are great at being dogs, period. Exactly. That said, I mentioned in the intro, you know, National Cat Day is a time to also, besides educating people, to honor your cat. But I kind of think you can honor your cat whenever you feel like. What are some things you can do for your cat to make him or her feel special that the cat pet parent wouldn't ordinarily think of? Well, of course, we have all the fun stuff, you know, buying a new toy and spending more time with your cat, buying a cat tree, you know, you can really go all out. But there are a couple of things that I would recommend that aren't as glamorous, let's say, but are really important. You know how when we do the time change, you know, for either daylight saving or standard time, we're reminded to check the battery and the smoke detector. Well, things like National Cat Day or just any day is an opportunity for you to double check things in your house to make sure you haven't gotten complacent about things. And there are things that matter in your cat's life. For example, did the litter box get too small? Was that litter box great when the cat was, you know, a four month old kitten? But is as the cat's grown and maybe gained a little more weight than they should have, is the box too small? Is the box too worn out to where even when you clean it, it still smells? Look at those things that, you know, enrichment, for example, you know, your cat loves to look out the window. Well, is that cat shelf or perch that you have, is it still very sturdy and in good condition? So this is an opportunity to look at the things in your cat's world and make sure everything is safe and in good condition. Maybe it needs a little tweaking. And those aren't the glamorous fun things, but I promise you, those are the things that make a difference in your cat's daily life. Those are some great ideas because I wouldn't have thought of that at all. What about anything unique or different as far as training or behaviors or different catnip? Does your cat really appreciate that? Or it's like, eh, yes. not so much. Yes. Well, they do. They appreciate cats want interaction with you. And sometimes we're all excited and enthusiastic about it when the cat is new in our life, but then we kind of get complacent and maybe we're doing catnip haphazardly. Maybe we're playing with the cat when we have time, but it's not consistent and cats need consistency. That's how they handle anxiety. That's what they take comfort in is that ritual daily. So playtime on a daily basis, a couple times a day with the kind of toy that your cat would like. But if you're looking for something kind of unique to maybe up the fun factor, training in a fun way. For example, if you've never heard of clicker training and many people who've heard of it associate it with dogs, but not cats, 
You can learn a lot, look online, put clicker training for cats, you know, in the search engine, you can train your cat, no matter how old that cat is to do something fun, maybe a high five, maybe a sit up, maybe sit, maybe walk in a circle. There's a lot of fun things you can do that you can show off to your friends, how smart your cat is, but it's also a bond building behavior that can help the communication between you and your cat. And it may help you realize just how smart your cat is. So I would recommend doing clicker training. There are other training things, you know, if you've been dealing with a behavior issue and you've just kind of gotten used to it, maybe this is the time to start dealing with it. I know that for many people, you know, depending upon where you live, you know, we're in colder weather, so we're not thinking outdoor things, but maybe investigate the idea of a, of a catio, a safe enclosure so that your cat can enjoy the outdoors in a very safe way. So there's something for every budget, every how your house is constructed, how much time you have, whether it's something small or something very extravagant. There's always ways that you can enrich your cat's life and fulfill them. Those are some great ideas. And you know, Pam, I've heard that cats, they train, I don't know if they're so easy to train, but they take to training well, if they're in, I guess, once you get their interest level. Well, they are very easy to train. Cats, you know, dogs are easy to train. Cats are easy to train. But a lot of people don't even bother training cats because they have this view that cats are low maintenance and, you know, they shouldn't have to do anything. And then when the behavior changes and we don't like it, then we're all surprised. But cats are easy to train. They're food motivated. They're predators. They're hunters. So if you find a treat that the cat likes, training is easy. And if you have a cat who isn't as food motivated, then you find what it is the cat views as a reward. It might be playtime. It might be affection from you. The most common thing is, you know, obviously treats are, you know, a portion of the food, but you can train cats. If you look at TV shows and movies, all those animals have been trained there. You know, you see cats in commercials and TV shows and movies, they've been trained. So it's easy to train. And as I said before, it's a bond building experience between you and your cat. The more you do the training, the more the cat wants to please you and the closer you get. So there's a benefit for everybody, cat and cat parent. Those are great ideas. Let's take a little bit of a turn here, Pam. Let's talk about some behavior issues because I know you're a, you know, a behaviorist and you wrote books on it and you are just so knowledgeable in that field. What are some, the reason I want to bring this up is because, you know, National Cat Day, it's all about honoring your cat, but we want to make sure they're well also. So what are some obvious behavior signs that all is not well with your cat? The biggest one is any change in your cat's normal behavior. Cats are creatures of habit. They tend to do things kind of on the same schedule, the same way, you know, whether it's how many times they use the litter box and the way they use the litter box, how many hours they sleep, what type of playtime and interaction they do, how affectionate they are with you. There's a consistency there. So whenever there's a change, don't write it off as just, oh, well, you know, it's summer and it's hot out. So the cat isn't as active or oops, he missed the litter box. You know, gee, I guess maybe he just couldn't make it in time. Those are red flags that something is wrong, whether it's an underlying medical problem or if there is a behavior problem there. To me, that makes it very easy 
to see that there is something that needs your attention, but it's also something that's easily missed, you know, so that you may not notice that, gee, the cat isn't coming out from his bed as much, or the cat's hiding under the bed a little bit more than usual. We tend to write that off as, oh, well, cats aren't really that social anyway. Uh, And that's wrong. So view any change in behavior as a potential red flag. And it's always good to go to the veterinarian first to make sure that there isn't an underlying medical issue, because very often medical problems show up as a behavior issue first, whether it's not using the litter box, whether it's the cat being grumpy, and maybe it's because he's in pain. So you want to rule those things out. And then once you've done that, you can tackle this from a behavioral standpoint. And, you know, that ties into what I was going to ask you next, which is so related because, and I had an experience with this. Cats are so stoic that it's hard to tell when they're in pain. Right. Is it again, looking at little small behavior changes or is there something, this happened with Dennis and he was basically making little cooing sounds like a bird. And I had no idea there was something that was up and it turned out it could have been a catastrophe if I had delayed it much longer. But is there something that pet parents can look at or is it again, the behavior changes? It, it is behavior changes, but it's also body language too and change in maybe eating habits, activity level. The body language of the cat, is the cat kind of hunched up when walking? Is the cat reluctant to move? Is a cat who is normally a lover of being petted and, and being on your lap all of a sudden becoming grumpy about that? You know, when you pet him now, he maybe growls or, or smacks at you. Maybe it's because he's in pain. The appearance of the cat you know, too, it could be a cat who has a normally a gorgeous, shiny, thick, lush coat all of a sudden now is not as good or a cat who's licking a lot. And, you know, we kind of write that off. Oh yeah, cats are so great at grooming. But if the cat is grooming more than normal or grooming to where there are bald spots or grooming the same area, it might be that he's trying to relieve pain. So it's looking at big things, but also looking at those subtle things. And in some cases, sometimes it's the way the face is. Does the face look a little tense? Are the pupils constantly dilated? There's something. And it's always better to err on the side of it being nothing. And you went to the veterinarian uh, rather than writing it off and having the cat suffer a moment longer than is necessary. That's great advice. I've had both things happen. And one where if I had waited much longer, he might not have lived. And the other time where this behavior was strange and it was basically nothing. So you're right. Better better to be overcautious than the other. Right. And it's something, you know, I always told my kids, you know, when they wanted to go out, you know, to, you know, the school football game or something and they were going out, you know, and it's cold out and they just have you know, a long sleeve shirt. And I'd say, take a jacket. I'm not going to need a jacket. And it's always, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And that's the way I feel about dealing with cat health and behavior. It is better to just get that clean bill of health rather than to second guess and know that, you know, your cat suffered. Exactly. All right. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. 
It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Pam Johnson-Bennett, who is a cat behaviorist, best-selling author. Pam, you know so much when we were talking in the first half of the show about, you know, behavior ideas and some great tips for pet parents. Before we get into some other things, where can people find out more about you? I know you have a website as well that I think lists your books. They can go to my website, which is catbehaviorassociates.com. And there's information about my books and you can get them through the website or on Amazon. But I also have a lot of articles on the website because my goal is to get that information out there. And if it's not in the budget to buy a book, if you can read an article and it gives you enough general guidelines to help you solve the problem, or at least know that there's a problem, that's my goal. Well, I thank you because you share so much knowledge and I think you make us all better cat pet parents by doing so. So thank you. Thank you. One more question. And then I want to talk about what your involvement is with the Arm & Hammer Unsung Heroes Award, because that's exciting. Holidays are coming up. And of course, we mean the big holidays, Thanksgiving, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, if you celebrate And that means guests are coming over. And I know that this is probably something in the back of most cat parents' mind. But what are some guidelines for cat pet parents when guests are visiting? What should they do? I mean, it's hard to tell your guests, don't touch the cat or don't do this. But again, you don't want to freak the cat out and you don't want your guests getting scratched up. The first thing is make sure the cat's routine stays the same. And during holidays, it's really easy to forget you know, and be late with the meal or not be as good about cleaning the litter box. So make sure the cat's schedule stays as consistent as possible. And in terms of guests, my approach is I let guests know before they come over. So I'm not bombarding them when they walk in the door with all these instructions. Don't touch a cat. Don't let the cat out. Don't do this. Don't do that. I let them know beforehand, you know, what the situation is so that they're prepared and everyone knows in advance. And things like don't touch the cat are, those are actually important instructions because you should let the cat set the pace. You know, in a lot of times it's those cat lovers, we're the worst offenders because the cat lover just sees your gorgeous little adorable cat and wants to go right over to the cat and pick that precious baby up. And the cat is, you know, whoa, wait a minute. I don't even know if your friend or foe, you know, what are you doing here? And so the cat doesn't feel as if he has any choice. So those are the kind of messages, you know, depending upon your cat's personality, don't stare at the cat, let the cat approach you. Maybe the cat will want to jump in your lap and be friends, but maybe not. And it's not a reflection of, it's not a, don't take it personally that the cat doesn't like you. It's just, you're in the cat's territory and we just want the cat to feel comfortable. Because if you look at it from the cat's point of view, 
everything is upset. There's all this chaos around holidays, right? You know, when it's Thanksgiving, everyone's cooking and doing all of this stuff and going crazy. When it's, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah, it's shopping and decorating. So the schedule is messed up. There are all these strange smells going on. There's all this, this new stuff coming into the house. And then these strange people come in. So it can be overwhelming. So with a little advanced planning, to just make sure your guests know, it can be an easier transition for everybody. And people who come over who don't have pets and especially don't have cats, or maybe they have cats who are indoor-outdoor cats, they may not pay attention to the fact that don't leave the door open. I have an indoor cat who doesn't go outside. So those are the type of things you want to make sure they know. Yes. I think the door rule is like number one you'd be surprised how many people come to your home and say hi and they had the door open and you're thinking no no come in and shut it right it's uh and that's for cats and dogs but we're all about cats so okay that is great information and um should help a lot of people in their preparation for holiday guests let's talk about the arm and hammer feline generous unsung heroes award you're on the panel to choose I, I think there's several winners, right? Well, why don't you tell us about it? Because sure, this is to. really cool what they're doing. I love this. This is a way to get more attention to the perfectly imperfect cats who often get overlooked in shelters because of either they're too old or their appearance is not ideal or they have misunderstood behaviors. So in honor of National Cat Day, the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous Program is launching their Unsung Heroes Awards. And that's to celebrate staff and volunteers at cat welfare organizations who really go above and beyond to care for those perfectly imperfect cats. So one winner is going to be selected from each category. There's three categories. There's an overall amount of money that Arm & Hammer Feline Generous is awarding shelters a total of $30,000 in cash donations. And then there's the unsung heroes, the individuals who will each receive an award and a year's supply of cat litter. So the first category is compassion, and that winning shelter will get $7,500. And this is the staff member or volunteer who shows extra tenderness, extra patience, comes up with ways to help cats who maybe have physical challenges to be able to access things in their, their cage, uh, to provide extra comfort, to help build confidence. Um, just those things that make a difference. I know that there are, that everyone's an unsung hero who, you know, helps our our precious cats. But there are some people who really go above and beyond. The other category is creativity. That winning shelter gets a donation of seventy five hundred dollars, and that's the staff or volunteer member who comes up with creative ideas. Maybe it's designing a special toy or modifying a toy so that a cat with some kind of a challenge can still play, maybe coming up with a very creative and sensitive and positive bio for the website or for social media to help potential adopters see past those imperfections of the cat. Then there's the Advocat of the Year Award. That winning shelter gets $15,000 and that staff or volunteer member exemplifies both the creativity and compassion, but then goes beyond that. It goes beyond the shelter walls. That person really takes that advocate heart 
into the community and spreads the word and educates, maybe creates community events that highlight the perfectly imperfect cats. So I know it's hard to narrow down to three people, but it's a way to just say thank you to the wonderful people who go above and beyond to help these cats who are otherwise just the last ones to be adopted. So now through November 20th, Arm and Hammer Feline Generous wants to hear from cat lovers, whether you work in a shelter, you want to nominate yourself, or you know an unsung hero, go to felinegenerousheroes.com by November 20th and nominate as many people as you'd like. Use the hashtags Feline Generous and Unsung Heroes, and the winners will be announced sometime in, in December. But it's a win-win for the cats and for the shelters. You know, shelters definitely can use the extra funds, but the more we can can showcase and highlight these wonderful cats, the better, because these are the cats who are always the last ones. You know, as you were describing this, I'm getting goosebumps and getting in my heart, you know, for, for the people that work in the shelters, they are, they're like, I don't know, kind of like angels because they do so much for the cats. And you're right, there are so many perfectly imperfect cats that they work hard to get adopted or they take care of them on a regular basis. So I'm so glad Arm & Hammer is doing something like this and recognizing people. We'll also have the website on the episode page on Pet Life Radio um, under Catitude Episodes. So be sure to take a look there. And I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be just a fantastic award by Arm & Hammer. And their Feline Generous is their, what is their Feline Generous? It is the section of Arm & Hammer where they help shelters. Feline Generous is a way for shelters to put out their wish list. It's a way for people to go and see what shelters need. It's just such a compassionate, truly generous opportunity. And last year when we did Perfectly Imperfect to, to help just get the word out, it was wonderful. You know, the stories, hearing the stories about some of these cats, you know, 20 year old cats, cats who had just had horrible lives and how much the volunteers and the staff members of the shelters, how much they are loved. So many of the stories had things like, if this cat never gets adopted, this cat will always have a home in our shelter and we love them. And that's the kind of heart that, that we want to celebrate. And I know there's, gosh, you, you couldn't give all the awards because there are so many people who truly are unsung heroes, but it is a way to, to highlight things and to just say thank you to some of these amazing people and amazing cat welfare organizations. Well, I love that Arm & Hammer does this, and I encourage everybody to go to the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous page. And again, the website is felinegenerousheroes.com. But Pam, I have a question for you. How in the world are you going to pick a winner? from? Oh my gosh. It was, last year was, I had to have boxes of tissues when I was going through it because you just wanted to to give an award to everybody. So it will be hard. But the good thing about this is... I'm going to learn so much about the creative things and the amazing things that people have done that I didn't know about. So we can then take those things and share those ideas. That's great. So not only are you kind of recognizing, you know, three wonderful people who have gone above and beyond, but it's information sharing and the cats benefit. 
It's a win-win. That's the bottom line. We want these cats adopted, these perfectly imperfect cats. They deserve love. And very often they give out more love than you ever thought possible. If you can look past the fact that they they maybe don't look like, you know, that cute little kitten you were expecting, or maybe the cat is older, uh, or maybe there's some behavior challenges. But boy, when you win the heart of those cats, huh, that love is just, it overflows. So well said, and I wish you best of luck. I would find it impossible. And uh, I'd probably go through, I don't know, 20 boxes of tissue. Yes, uh, I'm going to have a good supply, let me tell you. (laughs) I had goosebumps just hearing you describe that. And I was like, oh, and the contest itself, the results of it as it's going on, that people get involved and all of that, it's all for the better of the cats. It is. And that's the bottom line is it's for the cats. And I'll bet you the unsung heroes who win the awards, you know, they're not doing it for recognition. They're doing it because they have that heart for cats. And I just want to mention too, you know, tying into Perfectly Imperfect, the two other experts who are going to be needing boxes of tissues as they judge with me is Dr. Alona Rodan. She's a veterinarian and an international speaker, but also Rhonda Heath, who is the former president of Colonial Capital Humane Society. And that is one of the winning shelters from last year's Perfectly Imperfect campaign. So it's just becoming a, a big family and we're spreading the word and it's it's wonderful. And as many tears as I'm going to shed by judging, it's going to fill my heart to overflowing to just learn more and more about how many people are doing just amazing things for cats. Okay. And one more time, the website Go to felinegenerousheroes.com. The deadline is November 20th. So get your nominations in and use the hashtag felinegenerous and hashtag unsungheroes. Okay, wonderful. Well, I hope you get a lot of great, wonderful entries. And matter of fact, I'm sure you're going to. And I wish you best of luck. I wish that you don't shed too many tears and and for you and the other two um, judges. And I want to thank you so much for coming on Catitude, for sharing such great information, and for letting us know about the Arm and Hammer Unsung Heroes Award. Thank you. I hope everyone listening really enjoyed the show. I always love having Pam Johnson Bennett on the show. She has a wealth of knowledge. So I hope you do go to our website and find out more information and also find out more information about her books. I would like to thank RM and Hammer for having the Unsung Heroes Award. It's going to be fantastic. Please, everyone, vote, vote. Let Arm and Hammer know who the unsung heroes are at your, you know, local shelter, or maybe you have a friend that, you know, works at the shelter. Let them know. So thank you, everyone, my fabulous Catitude audience for doing that, because this is a great way to honor those people that just go so above and beyond for those perfectly imperfect cats. And a huge thank you to my cat crew, who um, there were some wonderful shelter people involved for how I got some of my crew. And that is Dennis, Sammy, Jethro, Charlotte, and Molly. And hey, remember, lose the attitude, have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.